When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, it's Nikki Jensen and Brie Picconi, and we're Late Late to to the Party, a weekly podcast about film, fashion, and pop culture from two best friends mentally in 1989. Um, Today, we are talking about 1989 by Taylor Swift, and today we have a very special guest, Miss Georgie Sawyer, who is in her 1989 era right now, a major Swifty, a part of our Late to the Party girl squad, if you will. Um, welcome to the show, Georgie. She doesn't even go here. Yesterday I did Gucci, so and today Fendi. It's hot. Oh my gosh, thank you so much for having me. I was literally just talking about how much I love this podcast, and I love Taylor Swift, so this is kind of like the crossover episode of my existence. Well, good to have you. Yeah, of course. Thank you so much. I feel like this is a really important era for Taylor Swift. So we need another Swifty on. 100%. This is like, this is going to be major, I think. Because it's like where she was at when 1989 came out is so different than where she's at now, 1989 Taylor's version. I think it's just going to be different, but it's going to be so good. Yes. I mean, I feel like, you know, Taylor Swift fans have very like personal relationships to her songs. And I feel like we're all at very different places than nine years ago when 1989 dropped. So it'll be fun for us to like relive it when Taylor's version drops. I'm so excited. I like was thinking about it today. Taylor Swift is 10 years older than I am. So I've always kind of felt like as she was like living her life and like her teens and her early 20s and all that, like as she's living it and then writing about it and then releasing it, like by the time it's coming out and I'm listening to it and absorbing it, I'm like, this is for me. This was about me. She, this is where all I'm doing. So it's like the re-releases have been like kind of everything for me. I love that. And like yeah. we're in between. So we're like five years younger than Taylor Swift. So she's like the bigger sister yeah. who like she has yes. this experience. The album comes out. We have this experience. Exactly. She does so much for us. <laughs> she does. Truly. Without <laughs> even intending to, or maybe she does. I don't know. Who knows? Yeah. Well, <laughs> so just tell us about your Swifty journey. How long have you been a, a Swifty? Oh my gosh, my Swifty journey. So I um my, the first album I ever bought with my own money was Taylor Swift by Taylor Swift. And I like carpooled. I remember I was in second grade when it came out and I was in a carpool group to school and we would like listen to it nonstop. I would like look out the window and like put my hand on the glass and like think I knew what heartbreak was truly I was seven years old and I was like this is devastating you know (laughs) um and I really felt like I knew what was happening and then I was a Swifty pretty much like throughout I did have a moment in time like junior year senior year of high school where I thought I was like too cool Mm -hmm. which is unfortunate you know I hate that I did that I feel like to myself 
for a moment oh yeah yeah to her I just like was like oh yeah I only listen to like underground indie music like Arctic Monkeys like I'm sure you don't even know who that is (laughs) um deeply embarrassing for me embarrassing era um and then I just kind of like got back into it when I was an adult and I was like you know whatever this rocks and she rocks and I am a girl and I love being a girl so that's kind of my whole journey I've been here from the beginning even though we did have some time off (laughs) <laughs> yeah i love that i mean you, I, I relate yeah yeah are you guys like the same pretty much yeah We've, what is your journey yeah i mean i feel like i was with taylor when she was like in her country days like yeah you know um and then i think it was i want to say it was right before 1989 i started like checking out a bit and i feel like this album checked me back in like sure the pop yeah like anthems i don't know just shake it off really hit hard for me for whatever reason but I do remember there was like a period of time for where I was like oh I really love Taylor Swift for her country music and then I was like oh I don't know because she did start to do like a little pop and then I remember like a lot of people were like what she has to stay in her lane and me included and I don't know why I was like that then when shake it off came out though I was like oh hey wait a minute she's on to something and I have distinct memories of like Brie and I we were in college so I know we're old, but we <laughs> we got into college. We had our first apartment in 1989 came out that mm-hmm. same semester. So this was our like new romantics blank space. It was my hoe phase. So I got to but live this out with the soundtrack. That's but- so special. I, I will like- say 1989 feels very like the moment where she became pop and then she like became hated because they were like your country like you need to and even now when you ask people do you like taylor swift so often i hear oh, i like old taylor i like taylor when she was country like she should have just stayed country and i'm like babe you don't know if you don't know just you don't know that's fine i'm glad she didn't though i Same. mean i really like midnight's even like midnight's is a masterpiece honestly i'm obsessed i think everything she does is like she doesn't she doesn't miss she doesn't i i slept on lover for a long time i'll say that but you know i came back in full force so i forgive myself i I feel (laughs) like there's so much revisionist history with taylor swift now since like more people got on the swifty train after folklore and evermore because right when she was about to transition so like red was critically a success and people loved Red where she dipped her toes into pop. But the people that were like, oh, I liked her before when she was country. No, they didn't. Everyone was making fun of her then. And no one mm-hmm. even like acknowledged her songwriting back then. So I think it's really funny. Just like the, I hate to say it, but like misogyny around Taylor Swift no, in general. Say it. <laughs> Let's get right into that. Like, yeah, for sure. The Like, the amount of like how Brie was saying, like I've heard, heard like she should have just stayed in her lane is like insane. Like we're not supposed to change with time. What? Yeah. I'm so confused. Also, like, thank God she did because early Taylor, as much as I love it, I'm glad she had to get rid of the fake country accent. Yeah, I feel like she's more <laughs> authentic, especially in like 1989. Like just yeah, I don't know. She kind of embraces it, too. Like this is the era where she's like, oh, I kind of look like a supermodel because I am like six feet tall. I'm going to like do my path walks out of the, out of the gym, you know? Yeah. She That's so herself. funny. 
I feel like people who think that like she needs to go back to her pre-pop roots don't realize that that country Taylor is fake. She doesn't exist. Yeah. So like pop Taylor is like more authentically her. You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. Because the fake country action is really, really funny. Love her. Love her for it. She ate it up, but like, <laughs> yeah, she fooled us all for a moment there, for sure. Yeah. Oh, I feel like it's like fake country. You're from Chesapeake, right? Yeah. So, like, you know how, you know how back in the day we would all put on a little bit of a something, something, sometimes. Oh, yeah, definitely. I think like, that was like Taylor Swift. My mom like still does that like to service people because she thinks it's like so sweet she goes oh honey what am I? and i'm like you don't sound like that you don't talk like that that's fake um but Dude, yeah, my definitely. aunt has a new york accent and a southern accent at the same time it's wild it's so weird <laughs> i love it but yeah that's where taylor swift during that era exists yeah definitely finding herself truly i mean she was a baby she was a child so yeah but yeah, 1989, I think, was like the moment. And then it's like, that was the moment when she like became hated. And then that is like what birthed reputation. So it's like kind of like when you think of those two like together, it's like she did this and like she stepped out and like for once tried something new and everyone had something to say about it. And then that's like when everything went down. It's crazy that it was in the span of like a, a year and a half too, like doing research for this. It felt like in my life, it was like five years, but it yeah. was like one year. The, the whole everything, the whole everything felt like time stood still genuinely. And I'm trying to not be dramatic, but that was real for me. And that was real for you. It's shared experience. Yeah, no, it really, it really was. And it, it's, it's so interesting how 1989 comes out and it's such a success. It's like a cultural reset when Blank Space drops. Oh, yeah. And that's her most listened to song ever. And it still plays today. It does. Like, even on the radio yeah. and stuff, you still hear it. I feel like this album, there's, like, no skips. And I just, I love it. Yeah, I agree. Like, Blank Space, I've heard a million times. And I don't skip it when it comes on. Yeah, like, same. You just. You just listen to this record and you're like, I feel cool. I am her, you know? Definitely. It's Well, it's so crazy too. So a little facts about 1989. So we can just like jump right in. So it was released on October 22nd or 27th, uh, 2014. Um, It's inspired by 1980s synth pop. Um, She conceived it after, so Red Loses album of the year at the 2014 grammys and she basically takes like internalizes that criticism criticism and takes it to heart and says okay i need to make an album that's sonically cohesive in a dream she has she's like i gotta make this my full pop transition no matter what my label says and then it just like goes from there but the album is really sonically cohesive i will say yeah max martin too right max martin the king of pop is this her first collaboration with jack antonoff it is yeah i love that guy i do too i love that guy and like i love their relationship and their like their creative duo and i say this a lot like i mean i was 
listening to 1989 all day today thinking about it and there are certain like guitar parts and I hear it more and more as like her music goes on like I hear it a lot in Midnight's where it sounds like a Bleachers record Mm -hmm. like sung by Taylor and I don't mean that to like discount her because obviously she does the writing she does everything and she's a part of it but like you can sense like his production and everything and it's so unique like you can spot it I feel like truly I I mean hot take all of my favorite Taylor Swift songs are produced by Jack Antonoff Jack Antonoff 100% me too and like you can you can hear it like you know when it's a Jack song 100% yeah Yeah, were you a fan of fun back in the day I fun was like fun I was like still pretty young when like fun phased out um, but I was a fan of Ble- I was really a really big fan of Bleachers, especially when I was in my too cool for Taylor Swift era. Ah. Like I saw Bleachers in concert. I was like, this is such an underground indie band. Like nobody <laughs> knows who this is. <laughs> um, yeah, we don't talk about her, but uh, yeah, no, I love Bleachers. I was like, I was a fan of Jack. Like when he started doing his own thing, like I know, the, I know the popular fun songs, but they kind of broke up before. Well, I was, they came like, and went. For sure. Yeah. That was like also yeah. one year that felt like 10. Is that true? They were only together like a short while. Mm-hmm. Mind blown. Oh, wow. They yeah. came, they dropped some bangers and they left. Truly. And then Jack Honestly. Antonoff just took our favorite girls and made great hits. Literally all of our favorite girls. He's just kind of like collected them like Pokemon and like he's just kind of like in charge of everything. I feel like. Which, which I good. love. Yeah, definitely. But sometimes I feel like people like he kind of doesn't look like he would be like the underground like producer of all the pop music that we love, but like he is. And I feel like not that many people know unless you're a fan of bleachers, like know who he is, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I didn't realize he produced for so many people until I researched this album. Oh, so many Lana songs, a lot of Norman fucking Rockwell. Yeah. It makes sense though. Like, it makes sense. Yeah. But. And he's, like, good friends with Lord. I know he's, like, produced a lot for her. And I'm just, like, how does it feel to be, like, the coolest guy alive? Like, truly. Oh. He, I think he's kind of just, like, also, like, one of the girls. I think so. Yeah. And I love that. <laughs> he's tapped into something. He, yeah, definitely. Without getting too gossipy, have you listened to the Mark Marin interview with Jack Antonoff? Where he talks about how he, do- like, he basically, if you're a gayler, he basically is like Taylor Swift. He kind of like says something about that and retracts it. Like, oh, no, no, she's not gay. Oh, my gosh. Sorry. So it's my gay agenda. <laughs> no, I was thinking about this a lot today because we are we're talking 1989. We're in the Carly Claus era. Mm-hmm. We're in that era. And I feel like I could dive more into it, the subject matter. But I was also thinking, like, most things that I see feel like it's talked about by a person who's, like, never had a female, like, a close female friendship. And I'm not trying to be, like, it's fake. But I'm also, like, if you haven't, like, smooched your 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 girls a couple times, like, are you really girls? You know? That's my Carly so Claus theory. I think the she, was just, she was just secretly in love with her. Oh, we think Taylor was in love with her. But Carly was not in love with Taylor. Maybe that's just something in my heart that says that, but I sure. don't know. Wait, so what did Jack would... Antonoff say? <laughs> that basically he 
he surrounds himself with a bunch of gay women. And then Mark Maron goes like Taylor Swift. And he goes, no, 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 no. Oh, I see. Wow. I love that. I also love that there's so much speculation and nothing has ever been said about it. No. I mean, I why would it be? It's not. No, it's nobody's deal. business. But it's like even from Carly's side of things and her whole, especially now that like they don't talk, but then she was at the heiress tour. Like that's a lot to unpack for me. Why was she there? What's going on? Mm. But like the fact that if she feels like she doesn't have a relationship to uphold with Taylor, like why wouldn't why wouldn't you drop that? Like why wouldn't you say that? Like why wouldn't you flex if you could? Yeah, I don't know. Well, well, I you know, and I'm trying to get off the Gaylor thing because I've gotten <laughs> a lot of pushback. Like honest. Well, no, because I just it's it's very rare that I have another Swifty to like commiserate <laughs> yeah. with. But yeah. um, I started to think about it because Taylor Swift is isn't always vocal about who she's with mm. in general, guy or gal. But out of her girlfriends, the only two like women she hasn't remained friends with are Diana Agron and Carly Kloss. That's something to think about. There's it's maybe something bad to consider between them. Yeah. 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 That's a lot for me. That's a lot. I haven't really like gone that way because I felt like that girl group, like the Calvin Harris girl group was so serious. And then it was like all of a sudden very not serious. But the truth is like, she's still friends with every single one of the girls that's like in the bad blood music video. Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. And I only call them the Calvin Harris girl group because it's the girl group at the Calvin Harris pool party. Mm -hmm. The 1989 era. We know. We know the pictures I'm talking about. Yeah. Well, how how do we feel about the Taylor Swift girl squad? Because she seemed to like invent the girl, the girl squad. Yeah. I forgot about that. She did kind of invent the girl squad. That was her rise and fall with this era. If you ask me, it was like everyone was on board and then we got the ick. (laughs) (laughs) No, I completely agree. At the time, I like I had a bunch of friends in high school that like we wanted to be them. And like, I'm not friends with any of them. Most any of them anymore but like and that was so that's so real you know that's kind of a canon event but I mean I think now like looking at my life literally in Taylor Swift eras all the time where I'm like oh I'm in my 1989 era what I mean by that is like I'm focused on my friends like so much but like the whole girl group it was it was very like pinnacle for the time it was kind of the brand of 1989 I think which I love, but it was kind of a lot for the moment. It was. It was, you know, I think she talks about not having a lot of friends growing up. And I think it it just kind of like when you're Taylor Swift and you you have access and you're meeting all these people, like, why wouldn't you? And I think you're right about the, the single Taylor Swift era because she's trying to take her reputation of being guy obsessed. Mm. And this whole album is turning that, you know, idea of her on its head which i love definitely that definitely feels like the era i'm in and like that's totally how i see it where it's like i'm not like i'm single i'm not focused on dating i'm focused on my friends and like i am in new york mentally at all times so same sorry i love you ben but (laughs) i'm not single but in my mind i'm like taylor you have to be single for Taylor Swift to make sense. Yeah. yeah. 
or like be going through a breakup. I think that's very important to go through breakup. So like, even if it's temporary, sorry, Ben, tomorrow will mental- reset. Yes. Just mentally. <laughs> he knows he can't relate to Taylor Swift. So he's like, okay. Yeah, do what you want to do. It's like all those girls that like broke up with their boyfriends for a day when the 10 minute version of All Too Well I came out. It's like, version. yeah, it's like, it's better to relate in the moment, I think. And then just, you know, do it. You've got to do what you have to do. Oh my God. <laughs> when that short film dropped, I had, I stopped what I was doing. And it, it was when Ben and I first started dating. And I was like, we have to stop and watch it. And he just like, after reconnecting after 10 years of not seeing me, I'm just like crying. And he's like, this is really sad. What are you watching? I cried the whole day. I took a personal day that day, actually. And yeah. it sounds really ridiculous, but I, what's needed to be done, I think. It's cathartic. I, I feel like yeah. a lot of Taylor Swift music is cathartic. Like, yeah, definitely. She hits a nerve for sure. But yeah, I, Taylor Swift single i like that look on her for the 1989 era definitely i think that's the right move for sure and i feel like calvin harris was part of it a little bit but he's also kind of like a fake boyfriend like who remembers him hardly anyone Mm -hmm. who is he we don't know i forgot all about that same i forgot he existed okay everyone that i talked to i'm like oh yeah the calvin harris in it and they're like nobody remembers that that happened (laughs) because it's the least important thing that I think maybe has ever happened in the Taylor Swift timeline. Yeah. Pretty irrelevant to her, I think. I think so. I Yeah, I don't... Yeah. I, don't I have nothing to say about that man. <laughs> no, there's nothing to be said. Yeah. I also yeah. feel like... The, like, we were saying, like, a lot of her songs are cathartic. Like, we cry. Like, there's so many of her songs that I'm like, I want this at my wedding. Like, there's so many of these songs that, like, mean so much to me. But then, like, really, when I look at 1989 and, like, going over it today, I was like, these songs are just, like, so fun. And these songs, mm-hmm. like, I want to go out with my girls. I want to dance. I want to kiss a stranger. Like, I just, like, want to have fun and, like, live my life. And, like... Sometimes I think people feel like if songs and I, because she gets so much hate, they're like, "Oh, it's just pop," and like that doesn't doesn't have a meaning, and like yada yada. And I'm pop like, "Okay, have mean, meaning, yeah, yeah." And I'm like, I think I hear it mostly about like "Shake It Off," you know? People are like that's I so dumb. That doesn't. I love "Shake It Off," and I'm like, I'm dancing around my apartment weekly to "Shake It Off" because I'm just like, this sparks joy, and that's the whole point. I think. Yeah. Yeah. And I think at this time, too, I think in a post me society, maybe shake it off doesn't it either hits more or less because it's like shake it off is a really fun pop song. Mm -hmm. And it's really smart that she's she's very self-aware and it's a good intro to 1989 because she's like, I know what I am. And you're not going to phase me anymore. I'm going to own it. So, yeah, I think just the meification of it all might have a weird taste in people's mouth, but Shake It Off's cute and it's a vibe. No, I think Shake It Off is a vibe. Me is a completely different conversation. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even want to talk about me. <laughs> yeah, I think Taylor Swift doesn't want to talk about it either. I feel like she knows what she's done and I think she takes that one back. She's ashamed. No. <laughs> no, there's. Oh my God. Uh, a couple like months ago, I was watching the Miss Americana documentary and mm-hmm. she is so proud to make me, which is such a heartbreaking event. It is. It's you can't help her, you know, and it's also like I feel like 
when you watch that film and you know how she felt about it in the moment and then you see the impact and then the fact that it was a single and she opens arrows toward lovers or with lover and like that didn't make it like you know she takes it back it should have been cruel summer hundred everyone knows that and she knows that now yeah you know she's redeemed herself i think oh for sure (laughs) well speaking of favorite songs let's yeah let's talk our favorite songs on 1989 what are yours um mine is by far um i wish you would that song makes me want to scream and cry and like crash my car Mm -hmm. but like in a in like a like a hot way like not like in a destructive <laughs> way kind of like um the way that she crashes her car and the look what you made me do music video and then you like open up and just like she's covered in jewels like that's kind of how i see myself like that one's so good um blank space is good i like when blank space plays because everyone knows it mm-hmm. you know i feel like everyone kind of appreciates it alongside with me but there's a couple, there's a few, especially today that I was like listening to it. And I was like, she went off. Um, I love style. We could talk about the Harry Styles implication. Oh, we will. Yeah, we will. <laughs> um, and then my other favorite one is You're in Love. I think that oh. one slept on too much. Yeah. What about you guys? I slept on that one. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. Um, what were your favorites, Brie? Um, I remember being obsessed with like Out of the Woods at the time. Just I don't know. It just really God tier. Yeah. God tier bridge. Um God tier bridge. So good. Um Shake It Off. I I know that one was like I feel like it got mixed reviews or something, but I loved it. And Blank Space. I really love Blank Space, especially for the music video though, because I remember listening to it for the first time and seeing the music video like at the same time like that's how I heard the song for the first time and I was just like yeah like I love how over the top it is I love how she like cuts up the dude's shirt and like throws his stuff out and sets things on fire like no throws his phone in the pool I was there that's one of my favorite though that's like one of my favorite Taylor Swift music videos of all time and I don't even say that lately because I have a lot of them and it's so good. The the scene where she's in the bed with her black little outfit and the cake mm-hmm. and she's like I feel that internally so often. Mm-hmm. And then, then she gets like the golf club and beats yes. the car. Like Yeah. I don't know. Ugh. It's great. Chills. I have chills thinking about it. Same actually. <laughs> I mean, I know we're talking like this album really changed the world and society, which low key I kind of feel. And it could have just been where I was when this album dropped. But Blank Space, to me, is the song where she transcended into just like superstardom. Definitely. There's What's also a lot of great song? lyrics in that song. Mm-hmm. Like, yes. And she has. Yes. She said that that's her favorite lyric that she's ever written is Darling, I'm a Nightmare, Just Like a Daydream. And it is. It's one of her best. Which other ones are your favorite, Nikki? Oh, I have two. I love okay. Out of the Woods and I Know Places. I Know Places <gasps> is my favorite Taylor Swift song. Full stop. That is major. That is major information and that just says a lot about you in a good way. What What does this say about me? I just, I think, okay, I feel like the, the 
way that you can be a Swifty and have a specific favorite song means something. I my my favorite Taylor Swift song is on Reputation. It's New Year's Day, and I feel like when oh, I know, <laughs> like when a Swifty who's like a Swifty like be, can be like, yes, I have a favorite song and like stick by it. I think that really like means something. Yeah, I I never hear I know places, but I want to give it its flowers because yeah. Ryan Tedder went off with the production. Mm-hmm. It's it's went also off. the song that has a great bridge, but it also is it's a little more coy. I think Taylor Swift sometimes she's it's cool is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. It's like she's aware of what kind of relationship this is. And I love when she's self-aware. <laughs> I love, I, we love somewhere Taylor. Also, yeah, Ryan Tedder, a name we don't hear enough, but like, thank you for Halo by Beyonce, Ryan Tedder. Mm-hmm. Like, he is also like part of the music, he's like kind of the music industry in yeah. a way, and like, people don't know. Did like, he do Leading Love as well? He did. Like, Leona Yeah. Lewis. Yeah. And he also like, is One Republic. Yeah, he did Apologize, <laughs> which I just think of <laughs> Gossip Girl which hit yeah. home for me. I just pictured Taylor no. Swift, like Serena hiding. Yeah. And I know places. Oh, that's so personal. I love that. I also feel like I'm like looking at my list now and it's like clean is like something that is culturally significant. I think. Are you an Imogene um, Heap fan? Casually. Yeah. I like, I love the impact, you know? Yeah. I've heard you guys talk about them. Yeah. Oh, you'll hear it. You'll hear it more. (laughs) We just did a podcast with um Phil from Podcast Like It's 1989, and we talked about Garden State, which has Fru Fru, which is Imogene Heap's first musical endeavor. Yeah. And I wax poetically about it. Oh my god, I'm so excited. But yeah, I love that. I'm gonna like usually like whenever you guys talk about that like any music i'll like pause and i'll go listen and i'll be like okay now i'm like i'm relevant to the conversation and then i come back <laughs> no fru is great i love imogen heap okay i'm on it i'm writing it down it's i'm booked and busy and it's on my to-do list if you want to feel like you're in a movie yeah listen to let go by fru okay i'm so excited i'm sure that's what taylor swift was thinking too for clean oh she was like oh i've seen I've seen Garden State, bro. Oh, and yeah. she went right to London. Makes sense. <sighs> I love She's that for her. She's coming clean. Yeah. Any other? How do we feel about Bad Blood? <sighs> I don't think it's a bad song. I think, I don't know. I, I like the music video. I think it's cool. It's fun. I don't know if I have strong feelings on Bad Blood, to be honest. I, as it's just like a song, have like, pretty yeah indifferent feelings about it but i would like to talk about the music video and i would like to talk about kendrick lamar Mm -hmm. (laughs) oh yeah like let's just where did that come from also not talked about enough also i feel like there's so much drama and so much everything because of the mr west drama with like the people who listen to rap and high hip-hop and the people who like listen to pop and I listen to both. Like, usually on my Spotify rap, Taylor Swift is, like, my number one artist. And usually Kendrick Lamar is my number two artist. Um, and nobody be talking about the crossover and, like, how he was, like, 
I like her music and respect her enough as an artist. And like, I think that this collab is going to go crazy. And it did. I think it kind of went crazy. Yeah. It's wild though. Cause I was watching the bad blood music video today and it was like an unlocked memory that Kendrick Lamar was on yeah. the remix. <laughs> yeah. And I, this is the same year or around the same time to pimp a butterfly comes out, which it's like him and Taylor Swift make no sense then. But now thinking about it, make no sense. And it's a weird canon event. It makes zero sense. And yet it's like a masterpiece crossover. And like, and it's like, it's weird because I don't really feel that way about Bad Blood in general. I think mm-hmm. it's like a good pop song. But then like, I just like see them collaborating. And I think that they're both like songwriting geniuses. And I'm like, whoa, like imagine how it was behind the scenes of that music video is all I'm saying. Like, I'm sure it was crazy. So many stars. Kendrick I Lamar. Know. Do you think Kendrick Lamar is going to be on Taylor's version? Like on the re-release? I hope so. I hope uh, well, so. Maybe. I, well, we'll get into speculation about Taylor's version. Because what do, what do you guys think about the rumors that it's going to be like a double album with people featured? Or is it just going to be her? What What do we do? We have any thoughts on that? I mean, I've heard I do. Like, yeah. yeah no you go ahead Brie yeah I was just gonna say like I don't know I just like read this article that was like no it's gonna be just Taylor but I'm like wait how do they know this because I thought everything is unconfirmed right now like everything is speculation but I mean we have the track list yeah with the vault songs but she doesn't have anyone listed in the credits which is interesting because usually it would say like featuring someone right yeah, but you don't know. Like she could the same day, she could hit us with an evermore, you know? <laughs> yeah. Nobody saw that coming. Um, I was really banking on style featuring Harry Styles. Mm. I think we all were. I think we yeah. all wanted that. And I still believe it can happen. I know that they had been talking like a few like six months ago probably now is when I saw that which they've always been on good terms and I almost thought they were gonna date but now you know Travis Travis on the scene which I love I actually am a fan of that but like that's not what this is about but no you know what I had a revelation today please let's hear I don't it might be a PR relationship I still stand by that but Travis Kelsey as far as if it's PR or not it's a good look. And it's a good look. And he is a good yeah. looking man and seems like he has a personality, which is really rare for a Taylor Swift love interest. Guy okay. or girl. So I yeah. just mad love for that. It was the picture of them walking out or whatever, walking in, and she is in the, that coat. Like these are pictures that came out a few days ago. Mm-hmm. Um her heels on and her still being like six inches shorter than him that really did it for me it's like it's like a beautiful look just like as like aesthetically it's a beautiful couple you know yeah you know what did it for me Hmm. you know the recent like pap walk with her and travis kelsey where she's dressed like lizzie mcguire yeah the short skirt and the sheer long sleeve Yes. Um, yeah. <laughs> well, she her like lipstick looks faded and he looks like he has some foundation on. And I'm like, ooh, they made out. And that I like. I Dude, like you that. just need some excitement. That's all. Yeah, that's is. all I you need. You just don't want it to be boring. Yeah. That's why I'm a gay no. truthfully. 
<gasps> I also like I saw recently he was like on the sidelines of a game, not his own game, and somebody saw him and gave him a friendship bracelet, and it said on the map because the whole thing is like she's putting him on the map, like nobody knew who he was. He was nobody before her, which is not true. Like he's a celebrity yeah. in his yeah. own right. Like. Yeah. He's not as nobody can dispute that he oh, was no, as females. Big, though. Swift. Yeah, but like everyone, like mostly girls, making fun of like, oh, she really put him on the map. But anyway, someone gave him a bracelet that said that, and he like laughed and like smiled. And it's like the ego is not existent. The fact that he wouldn't be like, no, I was on the map. I'm I'm a star football player. Yada yada. Like he was like, no, true. That's my that's my girl. I love that. I love that. Yeah, I know I've been a hater, but I I can recognize, you know. Yeah, you can come back from that. You can be on the right side of history. Okay, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) I just think Taylor Swift is full of nuance. Is really my big point, which is like we don't really know. Like, is style about Harry Styles? I think out of the woods about Harry Styles. I think so, but is style? Oh, you're saying that's too obvious. It seems a little obvious. It seems like we we as Swifties tend to really like inflate Taylor and say she's like a lyrical mastermind and a genius and all this and that. Yet we all are like in style is about Harry Styles. Harry Styles. Yeah. You know, I've never really thought about it that way because she is so like twisty and like the Easter eggs and like will hide things and like we'll never know. And like that was kind of obvious if she did that. Hmm. but it's also kind of funny and I yeah like it yeah yeah out of the woods being about harry styles being a bad driver though is like one of my all-time favorite things yeah i feel i feel like that must be real like, <laughs> well they did get into that uh, like snowmobile accident yeah yeah and honestly relatable like i'm also a terrible driver so that's something me and harry styles have in common also what is it with celebrities and skiing like it just sounds really dangerous i don't know like don't ski. That's my hot take. <laughs> the takeaway from this podcast is do not go skiing. Thank you. <laughs> but where were we? Oh, wildest dreams. We haven't talked about wildest dreams. Oh, oh yeah. The, the heartbeat beat. Iconic. That's iconic. Mm-hmm. I love that song. It's like a classic sounding song, I feel like. Mm-hmm. Not classic Taylor Swift, but it kind of sounds like something that like, like I think like in 30 years, nobody's going to listen to Shake It Off or people are going to be like, oh, this is very old. But I feel like Wildest Dreams like sounds very timeless. Agreed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love Wildest Dreams. Isn't that one of your your bops? Yeah. no, it's Not to put you on the spot. No, but- it is. It is. I just always forget about it. I don't know why, but this song... And new romantics too, I love, but I like I forget about them for whatever reason. Like I feel yeah. like I don't know. I'd like to have I wish they got more attention. Like, yeah. Also, like Welcome to New York. That is kind of the pop song in my mm-hmm. mind. Like that's so pop. And it's also I think where I live mentally. Like yes. I said. Like, like also the line, if we want to circle back to Gaylor. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> boys and boys and girls and girls mm-hmm. the world was silent when that for was taylor silent. that line is punk rock yeah for taylor <laughs> <laughs> yeah and the fact that she would say that during her carly claus era it feels dangerous it feels dangerous bit. 
yeah <laughs> that being said i believe most of these songs are in fact about harry styles definitely definitely and like is this pre this is pre tom hiddleston or no yes mm-hmm. yes yeah 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 but Tom Hiddleston came right after this. So timeline-wise, like late 2012 to beginning of 2013, her and Harry Styles are allegedly together. Yeah. Then 2014, Radio Silence. It's about the girls or about Carly. It, it is about Carly Kloss. They're on the cover of Vogue together, for goodness mm-hmm. sake. And they're like, yeah, that's Carly Kloss. Yeah. Um, Calvin Harris is 2015 and then 2016 is Tom Hiddleston. Hiddleston. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Cause there's songs on reputation about Tom. Getaway car. Yeah. My favorite. Yeah. I don't think there is there a single song about Calvin Harris? Is it? I forgot that you existed. Is that about him? <laughs> That sounds right. I think that sounds right for everyone. That's a shared experience. I think that we're all having. <laughs> or high infidelity, maybe. Maybe. Who knows? Wow. Poor Tom. I know. Or well, Calvin. Poor Calvin, I guess. But I don't know why I called him Tom. <laughs> See, I can't even remember his name. We'll say something else about Travis Kelsey that's so different. It's like not only is he not an artist. He's not British. Yes. Which I think is doing major things for everyone. Mm-hmm. He's so different. And everyone's like, you know, saying he's the one because he's not like anybody else and like whatever. Yeah. But I maybe mean, it's a good thing he's not, you know? Yeah. I don't know. I don't. I think that's so strange that everyone like really wants Taylor to like get married to Travis Kelsey and have like football babies. It blows <laughs> my mind. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I think imagining Taylor Swift married is like incomprehensible to most of people's minds, at least to me. To me yeah. too, to be honest. Yeah. I don't like it. I don't either. But I, you know what? I even liked her and Maddie Healy. So I'm in no place. You know what? Me too. Me too. And I hate to say it, but I have been a fan of the 1975 for a very, very long time. And even like, um, it was in the 1989 era when he wore the shirt mm-hmm. with the 1989 album cover. She wore the 1975 shirt. And I thought that that was their moment. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they had another moment and I thought he was the one. <laughs> and he I, wasn't. I loved it just for, don't we all, like we know someone's bad for us or a dirt bag. I wouldn't say yeah. bad for us, but a dirt bag. And you still want to like... like hook up with them i love that I for like, taylor you know they had a, you know they had a fun time together yeah yeah, yeah. fun like they had a good little moment is all i'm saying just from the vibe mm-hmm. he just gives me that like crazy vibe we need a maddie healy song like yes song about him well is what song could be about maddie healy Something from Midnight's? Yeah. Like or The that. One? Maybe The One's about Maddie Healy? Yeah, maybe. Because, I mean, I guess they had a moment, right? Like, back in the mm-hmm. 1989 era, which I didn't even know that. And I think a lot of people maybe didn't realize that that was, like, a thing. And they reconnected. And then, I don't know. I'm hoping, you know, next we'll get a more, 
like an album or like a, a song that's like really about their current affairs. Or I would, I they- yeah. Oh, sorry. I would just, I would love uh, Harry Styles on style in 1975 on 1989. Yeah. Yeah. That would be a dream. I was just say, I just hope they ended like chill. Cause yeah. her girl group now, like, or her group, like the Phoebe Bridgers and the Maddie Healy of it all, like, to me, that group is elite. And, like, I just hope that, like, they're good. I haven't, like, they haven't been seen together, obviously. That'd be weird. But, like, nobody knows how it ended. So I hope it's fine. I hope so, too. Yeah. Yeah. I'd love Phoebe Bridgers back for a 1989 song. I just have a lot of wants. Yeah. And honestly, they should ask us. They should start asking, um, specifically the late to the party podcast like what needs to be done and then do it oh swifties would hate that but that would be exactly what no one wants except us. <laughs> i do feel like they should tell us what like they should ask us what we want we want phoebe we want maddie yeah honestly let's get a full like house music club song with calvin harris nobody knows who he yes. is yes just bring him back for the moment. Who cares? Yeah. Maybe that slut song will be like a bop. Yes. Like, like it'll be like, mm-hmm. like yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yes, I I'm love very, that. Like, shocked by that title. I'm like, ooh, I'm intrigued. What is that gonna be about? Yeah, what is slut going to be about? Is it like empowering? Is it like I don't know? I don't know. What's the context? I'm a little like uh, I am scared about that one because I'm scared that she's gonna be like everyone was mean to me and believe me and which is true and i hate that like i hate when people i hate when people are like she just plays the victim and like yada yada and i'm like okay she's been the victim babe like yeah i don't like that either i don't like that either i have a feeling slut's going to be like the man where it's like she's discovered (laughs) feminism a little bit yeah but like to her it makes sense and resonates but i think it's going to be more along those lines oh yeah i hope so i think the man is amazing I love the man, but I will say it doesn't like it's not revolutionary, but I love the man. Oh, yeah, it doesn't. I think it was important for her, but I don't think it like changed society the way it changed her society. Yes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Which honestly, she did it for her. And I love that. I love that, too. That's a part she of being re- a Swifty is realizing that like. She is a little bit millennial cringe, and we love definitely. her for that. Yeah, definitely. She's live, laugh, love. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that. Same. Did you guys remember like the marketing for 1989 at the time? I remember the secret sessions like they were yesterday. Like if you told me now that they were still going on, I would believe it. Yeah, I think Taylor Swift is always like <laughs> always making okay. chai cookies. Definitely. And I also, like, I think that that was what brought back the surge in the Polaroid camera. Mm-hmm. Yes. Polaroid camera when that came out. It did. Um, nobody does that anymore. Nobody's doing that now. Like, to turn us into hipsters. I was going to say, it was very hipster core. Very, very, like, very, like, get this on vinyl. Which is mm-hmm. still, you know, pretty normal. But, like, it was in Urban Outfitters. Like, the vinyls. It was, it's a cool album. You feel cool when you listen to it. You feel cool oh, when you're listening to it when you're in New York. Like, you know what I mean? It's just, oh, like. Oh, we know what you mean. I'm having <laughs> flashbacks right now. <laughs> yeah. Like, like, you just 
feel like you're in the girl group and you feel cool and it's a cool album and like i think that that was kind of like the vibe the vibe at the time i love was those there polaroids i was gonna say was there something like specific from like the, the marketing for the album that you were talking about I don't know. Like, I just remember, like, I remember she was doing, like, Diet Coke commercials and, like, oh, Ken's yeah. commercials and just promoting the album that way. Like, you can meet Taylor. Like, I just remember, like, seeing her. I guess she was being sneaky. Like, just like, oh, yeah, this is my new album. Like, I don't know. She was very smart with her marketing. And then I think she just did a lot of Instagram posting, too. She was heavily on Instagram during that era. Yeah, she was very online, and then it was, like, very, very shortly after that she was totally gone, and I kind of forgot about that as well, where it was, like, she was just, like, offline, off everything, but, yeah. She was on Tumblr, too. She was on Tumblr, and this was, like, very, like, pre-influencer, obviously, where it's, like, she, like, you just, like, posted, and, like, everyone would, like, be, like, oh, did you see what she posted, and then people would want to like recreate that or like look like that, like, like look like that girl group at the pool party vibe. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And like, I definitely remember like a lot of my friends being like, we're like that. We're those girls. We're at a pool party together. And like, yeah, goals. it's just like goals, hashtag goals. Yeah. Uh, it was also like her yeah. model era mm-hmm. too. So she's like hanging out with like the prettiest of the pretty well, we love it, that. That's where she belongs. I agree. Like, I loved as soon as Taylor Swift and Carly Kloss friendship wise got together and she was like strutting down the Victoria's Secret runway with Carly Kloss hand in hand. And she was really leaning into like on the 1989 world tour. She's doing this Victoria's Secret strut mm-hmm. Down the mm-hmm. stage, I I love her in that. That was fun model era. All the pap walks coming out of the gym and the little crop tops. Yeah. That's all the promo you really need. True. Yeah. Also, do you guys remember she did on her YouTube? It was like she'd go to fans' houses mm-hmm. and give them like a present. Yes. Or like she did the Christmas one where she wraps a bunch of gifts and hands them out, and like Scream Queens actually did a parody of that. No, I did not remember that. That's great. Oh, Taylor. That's like an unlocked memory. I love that. I love how like personal she yeah. like got with the fans. I feel like in her heart, she is like still very much like that way. Yeah. And like, I feel like it's not as much like that anymore because like things are just crazy. Things yeah. I'm like, crazy. is that even possible? Like people would freak out. Like, yeah. Too crazy now it's too crazy and then it's like even though back then like yeah everyone was on instagram but like i feel like now nowadays like everyone's like chronically online and like has like things to say that it's like impossible well it's kind of different too because with tiktok and everything like have you seen those tiktoks of people going to the eras tour concert movie and just yeah like- it's insane like sobbing dancing screaming like i saw one today like i agree like it's not the movie it's not the movie that you sit there and like sit yeah. still and don't do anything like i kind of like a little like we're yeah. snapping we're clapping we're singing but there's like this whole girls dance team that like got up during like what you mean we do in the movie theater and then did their own choreography to it and it's kind of cringe <laughs> so they planned for that moment like it's yeah like the clout 
I think it was like 10 girls and like for their TikTok, they like went up in the front of the movie theater and like did their choreography to like, look what you made me do. And I didn't like it. It's madness. I do thinking about 1989 and like how original 1989 was like her model era is super cool. Like doing the model walks while she's on the 1989 tour versus how she dressed and acted for the 1989 section of the Eras tour so different. Like she wore oh, glittery, yeah. like she's twirling. She's like having more fun and like not being so like fierce. Yeah. Know? I do feel like it's a bit of a revisionist history. Am I crazy guys? Like the 1989 era in 2014, 1989 is a New York city album. It is not a beach album. Yeah, even no. like how the marketing now looks yes. like a beach. Like, but is like, it just because there's seagulls oh. on the on her sweater? But no, but like she's like leaning in on the other promos for Taylor's version. She's at the beach. She's licking she's an ice cream cone. It's it is weird. I was thinking about that, and I was thinking, is it like, like, like she's from Rhode Island, right? Or she's from Pennsylvania, but she lives in Rhode Island now, and it's like. Was I getting like coastal grandma? But then no, I was like kind of getting like beach. Yeah. Yeah. But 1989 is city, right? It's we're downtown. We're in the Lower East Side. We are eating it up. Like we are those girls. We're the Mm -hmm. Samba girls, as like you were saying in your in one of the last episodes. Like we're her. Yeah. That's totally how I feel, you know? And then you go to Montauk in the summer. You have your, she has her Rhode Island or Hamptons house. Cause I do know then she had that famous Rolling Stone cover where she is at the beach stripped down. And mm-hmm. there's a couple like 1989 promo shots of that on the Polaroid. But it's not just like her at the beach licking ice cream cones. It doesn't sound beachy either. Like it's. Welcome to New York. Welcome to New York. We're on. The subway. We're in the underground. We are yes. out till 2 a.m., 3 a.m., 4 a.m. We're with our girls. Taking you know, Polaroids. Yeah, totally. That's how I feel. It's almost like I get the vibe from 1989 that it's like antithesis of like clean girl era. Mm-hmm. I'm like, we're in the clubs. We're with our girls. We're drinking tequila sodas. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. That's how I see it. And it's just, we're not at the beach, babe. Mm-hmm. No. I don't get it either and I don't really like it thank you for <laughs> <laughs> it's been so hard keeping that in because people like online at least are like I love everything she does and I feel like even if I will end up loving it my initial reaction to most Taylor Swift things except 1989 when it came out is always a little is this cringe yeah. is this not yeah 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 so that's, That's just the yeah. blessing of being a Swifty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, where you're like, what is this? And then you're like, oh, this is life-changing. But, like, also, what are we doing? I don't... It's because I feel like it's, like, we don't see the vision until it's, like, fully done. But, like, yeah, she knows. She's okay. Yeah, I don't know. For the album to come out. And yeah. Maybe it'll all click. Maybe. I hope so. Maybe it's the vault tracks. Maybe. I don't know. I totally agree, though. It's <laughs> not... It's not... It's not for the beach. It's not giving. It's not... And I also like even people are like the picture of her in the blue dress before she announced it that everyone like saw it coming was like, oh, soft girl era, soft girl era. And I was like, 
1989 doesn't give me soft girl era. It does give me like crash my car era, literally in the Harry Styles way and like figuratively in the like, I'm feeling every emotion and like, you know. Well, because 1989 is this one era in time where Taylor Swift isn't playing the good girl, isn't playing it safe. Yeah, She's defying her record label by being like, I'm going to go pop. I have a really strong vision. Mm-hmm. I'm going to basically, my theory is most of the songs, the core songs are about like a couple months with Harry Styles in a little, like some stragglers here or there. But she's like, I, this is one moment. This is one vision. Mm-hmm. This is who I am and who I want to be now. So I feel like it's interesting that it's not like soft to me, like you were saying. Definitely not. No, it's not. I agree. But everyone's like, oh, she's in her soft girl era. We're in 1989. And I'm like, I don't see it. I don't see that yet. No. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. It's really like coming up on us fast, too. It It is. is. Yeah. I know this episode will be released the day before as well. Stop. So. That's so exciting. Well, you know, we'll have to talk about it too on the podcast. Oh, yeah. So. Oh, can we talk about one of my favorite Taylor Swift songs, Wonderland? Sure. Which I believe is about Diana Agron. Sure. It's my belief. I think it's Diana Agron because she was big on Tumblr back then. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm going to be telling this to people when I'm like old. You know that meme where it's like, sure, grandma. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, yeah. when Diana Agron was popular on <laughs> Tumblr. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, that's culturally relevant, though. That's significant. It, it is. Yeah. And then also, Diana Agron on her ribs had a whole, like, Alice in Wonderland. Oh, yeah. Quote. Right. And then after this era, she got it removed. <gasps> I forgot about the Alice in Wonderland thing. I totally forgot about that. Wow. Everyone can say I'm crazy about Carly Kloss, but that is one one thing that happened. Wow. Honestly, that has my jaw on the floor. I totally <laughs> like I kind of forgot about the tattoo and then I don't even think I knew that she got it removed after this album came out. Yeah. Like didn't they tell us don't rush into things? Wow. Didn't it all seem new and exciting? Does she have green eyes? She has at least hazel eyes. Okay, because it's flash green eyes. Mm -hmm. eyes. Also, I would like to talk about, to my current recollection, that entire song is gender neutral. Yes. And that's something to consider. Like, she's not afraid to name drop. She's not afraid to say, my boyfriend's in the club. He's older than us. Like, Mm -hmm. she's not afraid to say, like, him 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 he, he, he. a lot of songwriters intentionally like keep it nooch so like it, everyone can relate mm-hmm. you know this is not my partner regardless you know she's not afraid to be like this is my man my man my man but like when she specifically writes a song and it is a love song and she's not like my man my man my man mm-hmm. raises some questions for me Agreed. Also, not on 1989. Dress. I've always had a bone to pick with dress from reputation. Because yes, flashback when you met me, buzz cut, hair bleached. I understand. But what is the line where she's like, you're, is it, 
it's not your imprint on the bed. Like, what is it? What does she say? I am like a zero on the Kinsey scale, and I've never thought about a man this way. Hold <gasps> on. There's an indentation in the shape of you. Yes. Only bought this dress so you could take it off. You made your mark on me, golden tattoo. I am super straight, and every man imprinting on a bed looks the same. They're all the same. No, I'm just special. It's special. You don't know. We will never know. And also, yeah, the Diana's eyes, and and I would, I would say they're green, greenish, hazel green. It wouldn't be a stretch to call them green. Um, lot to consider. Wow, lot to consider with that. Hey, I. That's all I will say about my theories. But I do think there is a fun, fun, interesting world where Taylor Swift is mixing and mingling with a bunch of people and not just the people that we can like pinpoint. Sure. And I think she should be doing that as much as possible. And I do hope like I know a lot of people say like it's just like so tragic. Every single thing about her life is public. She can't do anything on her own. But I'm like she works with like the best of the best security the best of the best team that like if she really wanted to she could and like she disappeared for over a year like literally no one saw her so i'm like she could be doing whatever with whoever whenever and i feel like when she is seen in public it is intentional i agree yeah so i do hope there's like another storyline where like she's doing so many things that we have no idea about yeah she must have like a good amount of control over her image at this point like yeah wasn't she like hiding in trunks moving (laughs) place to place like i agree everything is intentional and during this era especially like i think she wants us to be talking about her yeah i'm not gonna like like i've made the mistake of being like i think she i for i don't think she's gay I think she might be bi, but I also, my point is, I think she's a lot more nuanced and like interesting than the narratives, Mm -hmm. but I think she wants these narratives to be very cohesive because it actually does help her. Definitely. I think like the narrative that's out there, like protects her in a way from like doing what she really wants, like who she really is. I don't think the narrative is like, a farce i don't think it's like fake but it's definitely like there's so much about her that we no one will ever know which i think is good it should be so yeah you probably don't need everything about her life like yeah and it's definitely like i don't like when i see people talking like because you know and the new like pictures of her and travis being like she can't do anything without everyone following her and everyone knowing and i'm like she could i feel Mm -hmm. that she could she has enough personnel and like security to like you know do what would need to be done but she wants us to see she does yeah what we see is i think exactly what she wants us to see for sure well and i love that about the 1989 album too is it really is just a polaroid Mm -hmm. of a time in her life and she's kind of more so than in any other record she's okay and kind of seems joyous in the misconceptions about her, in her messiness, yes, in in creating a narrative, because I think in all these 
songs, she is creating a narrative that she hasn't before. Before it was like princesses and fairy tales and like true love. And this one, she is like we're we do in our early 20s. We're shaping a different narrative for ourselves. Yeah, definitely. I also feel like before 1989, almost like what the public saw was 100% real, 100% her, because she was a baby. Like she didn't Mm -hmm. know. And I feel like 1989 was like, here's what I'll give you guys. This is me. And like, this is real. Kind of a camp rock reference. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Like, this is real. This is me. Um, But like, there's so much more about me that like, I think you're so right. Like she's so much more interesting, so much more deep than like, like even we know and like it's kind of how I felt too when folklore came out we're like where did this come from like who is this like but she'd always been that in a way you know yeah and it feels like she could pull out an album at any time that like no one would see coming but then she could be like this is who I always was in a way but like you only see the part of me that like I let you see yeah 100% well she has to and also this is the era where she her new PR is Tree Pain, who handles her PR in a different <laughs> way. So I love her. I love her. There was a video of her at the opening night of the um, the Ares Tour movie, and someone was trying to Taylor, like, come over here. And she's like, I just, I do what this redhead says. Like, I don't know. Like, <laughs> she was like, I don't know. I'm not going to go over there unless she says it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> she really does lay down the law. Like, nothing I, slips yeah. by love that exactly and that makes me feel like it's the fact that she's done that and she's done that so well for so long makes me feel like all the people being like it's so sad it's so sad that she can't you know live just live a normal life it's like no this is calculated i think she's a mastermind yeah yeah also it's what she's chosen like i think taylor swift is a rock star and i think she wants to be yeah yeah, if she didn't want to like, be, she wouldn't be yeah. doing all this, like giving us all that she's giving. Like, she wouldn't be re-recording. Yeah. She wouldn't be. Yeah, this isn't like a Britney Spears situation. Taylor Swift has autonomy. Yeah, definitely. And I think that makes her so much more like real. You know. Yeah, definitely. She feels so like relatable, and like that makes it harder to listen to her because I'm like. You're a pop superstar. You're the most famous person in the world. But like, this song is just for me. It's just about me. That does like surprise me sometimes. Like, I feel like I don't expect to relate. And then I'm like, wait a minute. She's just like a girl. Yeah. Like you and me. Like, I mean, it's really cool. It is. Yeah. Something must be in that woman's birth chart that just like, (laughs) yeah, just something to like to click and resonate with all of us. It was like totally meant to be for her to be who she is. Yeah. Like there's to me, there's like no other pop star doing that, like doing what she's doing. Like the second biggest pop star I can think of is like probably like Ariana. Mm-hmm. Beyonce. Like, is, yeah. Beyonce's amazing. She came to the Eras Tour opening. That was so beautiful. I was so happy that that happened. I love Beyonce. <sighs> me too. Different artist though. Different artists than Taylor Swift. Completely completely different. And like, I love that they're supporting each other because everyone's trying to like put them against each other. And I'm like, girls, that's not what this is about. Mm -mm. And they're so different. Like, they're so different. They're so different. I feel like I couldn't listen to Beyonce and like know what was happening until I was like a full grown up. 
<laughs> oh yeah have you listened like, to renaissance front to back ever yeah oh yeah yeah that is for grown-ups yes yeah. it's a <laughs> it's actually a spiritual experience yes and i don't think i would like understand it unless i was like a fully formed human being whereas like taylor swift is like any age any stage wherever you are this is for you and this is about your actual real life yes taylor swift has to listen to renaissance front to back to you know she's just like us she just like us i know i love when i hear taylor swift talking about her music taste and i'm like you like listen to music you like listen to music that's not your music and like that's crazy it is i I mean folklore and evermore my biggest like where i was a swifty beforehand for sure but when she had the national and bonnie Vare mm. on i was like oh so she actually does have t- it like changed something in my brain that made me respect her so much like more. the fact that her and like bonnie Vare are like good friends like totally changed things for me I it think. hits different it does it hits different <laughs> Well, I would be remiss if we talked about all of 1989 and we didn't mention Harry Styles just a little bit more. Yeah. Are 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 we Oh, what is it called? You know I'm not cuz I can't even think of their name. Yeah. What's their well, ship what name? What's their ship name? Is it Haler? Is it Haler? Haler? Maybe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like I mean, no. Once again, that relationship felt both 5 years long and two weeks long mm-hmm. like there's one paparazzi set of paparazzi pictures that comes to mind you know the ones the coat the fox one of- yeah the fox you know yeah and the beanie like why was that so why was that relationship like the relationship everyone really also, focused on it yeah super focused on it is this post 1d breakup pre 1d breakup no it's like in one D, right? yeah. In one, he's still in one D. I mm-hmm. like. I'm very casually into one D, so like I didn't know like when they broke up. Uh, I feel like we were a little too old. Like we're the same age as Harry Styles, so it's a little harder to be like as obsessed. You know what I mean? When they're yeah. so close, it's like I was never a believer because we're the same age. So yeah, it's hard. Yeah. Yeah, I was not like very, very into One Direction at all. I'm very into Harry Styles now as a solo artist, obviously, but mm-hmm. um yeah, I feel so here's what I thought. Here's here's how I saw it going, right? I saw her midnights, I saw the Joe Alwyn breakup. The day they broke up, I was crushed, right? True love's <laughs> not real. And then I process it for myself because obviously their breakup's all about me. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, that makes sense. They did that wasn't that doesn't make they don't make sense together. Then she did Maddie Healy, did Maddie Healy, uh, um, <laughs> which felt good for me, but it also was like this. I could kind of tell like this is maybe not long term, even though that's what I wanted. And there's been a part of me, before, okay, pre-Travis Kelsey, because I am obsessed with that couple. Truly, I am one of them. Um there was a part of me that was like the only person who understands her is Harry Styles. Mm. The only person who knows what she like, what her life is like is him. Like, yeah, she dates the 1975. The 1975 is not touring around the world to sell like out stadiums. 
night after night. Big band. They're a big band, a lot of fans, big falling, very famous. Oh, yeah. In my mind, they're the biggest band. Yeah. But yes, I know in the world that they are not. Yeah. No. Yeah. To, to, to me, they're, yeah. But it's like, they're not doing, like, the only person who's really doing what Taylor Swift is doing, other than Beyonce, and, like, obviously the norm, the, the bands of the world, you know, the cold plays of the world, whatever. It's Harry. Harry. They're well like in the pop in that in, way. In the pop realm, for mm-hmm. sure. And I did, I that was totally my theory. It was like he understands her and like he knows her. <laughs> like, yeah. Because I mean, that was the whole narrative around Joe Alwyn was like he's private, he doesn't understand her lifestyle, he doesn't want to be a part of that. And like he didn't let her be bejeweled. <laughs> <laughs> you know that whole line so it's kind of like and i mean that's totally like fair and valid and like i hope he's happy i hope they're happy whatever but like i was like harry styles knows what is up but it's also like that would be an incredibly messy couple because they're both so yeah busy and influential and yada yada it's a lot of but pressure i was like yeah i was like is, is he the only one who like really kind of gets it but for as many gay taylor speculation there is there's five times the amount around mr styles oh yeah (laughs) (laughs) the the larry ship of it all yeah (laughs) (laughs) what do you guys like what was like i mean obviously i like was very aware of the harry taylor relationship at the time that 1989 came out but i think what was i was 14 or 15 so I don't even remember, like, if I was very online at the time. So, like, what was your kind of, like, take on it? Like, what were you seeing and, like, thinking? It was a moment. It was a moment. I was never really, I never really shipped them. But, like, I understood, like, why they would be together, why they would relate to each other. But, like, I don't know. It didn't I, excite me personally. Because yeah. I think maybe the one direction of it all, like, I think, I don't know. I was kind of over One Direction at that point. Like, yeah. Yeah. I, you know, I, it made no sense to me at the time. Um, I just thought it was just a weird match. I still kind of do optically. Like, they're yeah. both very attractive, but it's just, he looks like a baby. I was going to say, he looks like a baby. I mean, she kind of does too, but it's just, Something about him. Maybe it was the hair at the time, like his hair flip, like the yeah. you know what I mean? Also, yeah. like it was around the time she was dating the Kennedy boy. She was she had a habit of dating people like that were 17, 18, and she was like 23. It was just a weird optically, it was a little weird. But before that, wasn't she dating people who were older? We're older. So I think maybe that. She course corrected a little too much. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Like, definitely, like, thinking about them together now optically makes almost less sense to me. I think he's cool and trendy, and she's cool and, like, totally, like, she's still very, like, millennial cool. And she's also, like, some of her outfits, just some of her style choices, I'm like, you're it's cool because you're Taylor Swift. Whereas, like, he feels very trendy. He feels like he knows what's going on in fashion. He feels like he knows what's up. And, like, the tattoos and everything. Like, he's so cool. And I don't feel like Taylor Swift really gets described as, like, Mm-mm. cool very often. And, like, she said that before. She's like, I don't get described as cool. I don't get described as, like, sexy. Like, 
she's you know she's not those things she's like so many different other things but that it almost like doesn't make sense like she almost like doesn't seem like hip enough for him i think like i think the 1989 era she definitely had that potential mm-hmm. yeah in like that bleachella era she definitely can yeah. be cool um yeah i wonder if especially now after seeing the lizzie mcguire outfit if she is trying to actually just be more relatable yeah to her fans by having less style i mean but i say that but then when you look at the 1989 era style she there's always something about her style that never hits. Yeah, it could just be her. Not, it's she's an icon. She's genius. Oh, she's yeah. the pop music industry. But I've never been like people have never been like she's a style icon. She's not Zendaya. You know what I mean? No. Yeah. Like it's not like that. Like, I don't know. And I feel like I totally, totally agree with you. Like thinking about Harry Styles, I just think about him like he's so baby girl. Mm-hmm. like he's so baby girl and i love him i love him like like i know so many girls think that he's like so hot like he's kind of like the heartthrob a lot of like especially you know even like girls in their young 20s like whatever and like when i look at him i'm like that's that's like my baby girl like i don't yeah. see him like, i don't see him in that context like yeah. i guess he's like attractive but like i totally agree he's kind of like a baby He's older than I am, but he's yeah. like a baby. Yeah. Well, it's so, and I get why he always picks models, but like optically, it's weird. Like if he was with someone our size, maybe the ba- baby girl thing wouldn't be as intense, <laughs> yeah. you know? Yeah, I mean, I really see him with like a hip and cool like barista or like yeah. something like that. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. not like a, a a fresh off the runway supermodel. He does you know? it to himself. He like really Definitely. like I think baby girls he himself. He baby girls himself. You know, and I'll support him. I'll support him through that. Yeah. <laughs> I will say like being the primo age for the Taylor Swift Harry Styles thing in real time, it didn't last long, but those paparazzi photos where she has the fox shirt, they were everywhere. They were hard to get away from. It's a weird day because you can see the paparazzi followed them all day. At one point, she is holding a baby. Yeah, I've seen the baby. Yeah, like nothing really makes sense about that. And then all of a sudden you get the meme where she's alone on the boat and they're over. It was a blip in time, but it created this album potentially. So thank you. Totally, totally. And I think... (laughs) I think it was probably like a whirlwind thing and I'm I'm happy. I'm happy like for the most part she seems like very chill and like amicable with like her exes. Because it's like first of all that was so long ago. First of all, like that both created art for us. So like we did it for the career. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know. So I would love to see them collab. I would love to see them just hanging out. I would love to see more of like that duo. But yeah, like in a way, like there was a moment where I was like, this is it. But I do think the more I think about it, I'm like, this is not it. <laughs> no, no. And have you guys seen that video or like the pictures of her and him recreating the dirty dancing? Like, From back then? Yeah. Yeah. It's weird. Oh my God. It is I weird. But 
it it happened. It just seems like something you dream about, but that didn't actually happen. But it, it, it happened. Yeah, that relationship, because that was like one of the first other than obviously the Kennedy relationship. So it's like she went from like the Jake Gyllenhaals of the world, the the, the John Mayers, like we're, we're with these old guys and like they're driving me around. They're taking me like whatever. She's dating Harry Styles. The pictures of her in the Fox sweater really, really give me my mom will take us if your mom can pick us up. Yes. <laughs> like, <laughs> like it kind of gives me like 14 year old relationship, which is like, if you're not friends with the person that you were like dating when you were 14, like get over yourself a little bit. Like we were children. Mm-hmm. So uh, it makes sense that they're friends, but yeah, that, that whole moment definitely gives me that vibe. Yeah. It was a blip. It happened. But I still think it would be fun if we get a second 1989 Taylor's version album with collabs and Harry Styles is on style just for the play of it all. Yeah. Yeah. I I feel like if she had thought about it and if she had ever thought that was a good idea, it seems like he would be down. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. He just seems like he's down for a little fun time. Like, I feel like now in his career, he's like kind of goofing off, which I think he should be doing. I I love it. I love goofing off Harry. Yeah. <laughs> He's a cutie pie. Cutie pie, baby girl. Sweetie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well, any other 1989 thoughts? I feel like I could have 1989 thoughts till the end of time. <laughs> and I don't know. Like, I guess I was really thinking about the line and I wish you would when she was like, you always knew how to push my buttons. You gave me everything and nothing. And then she goes, stand back wasted. I'm like, I've never felt it that way. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like there's so, there's so much in this album that I really could like go like line by line and like sink my teeth into. But I think it's a masterpiece. And I I just, I think Jack Antonoff and I think, you know, Taylor Swift and Harry Styles, truly. Where would we be without the Harry Styles day? It's true. The day we're in a relationship. (laughs) (laughs) No, I I think this album, especially I Wish You Would, with that song especially, she's able to hone in on what she was talking about for the past four albums as far as this like wish fulfillment. Like I wish you would come over, you know, come out in the pouring rain. Mm. But I think she's honing that in a little more on this record, which is really cool. Definitely, especially like to hear that like a lot of fearless or like a lot of speak now is like fiction. She just like wrote that about like what she wanted or like what she wished would happen or what she thought love was going to be like or whatever. And I feel like by the time 1989 comes out, like she's really experienced and like been through some shit. And she is like, this is actually what it's like and then when you listen to like the real life what it's like versus like what you you thought that she thought it was going to be like it's like Mm -hmm. a crazy like parallel like it's not kissing in the rain at 3 a.m it's literally like i just wish you would do what i ask or like i just wish you would be the person that like i've idealized you to be in my mind Mm -hmm. and it's it's like sad because that's like actually real (laughs) real life like the i want to live in the world that baby taylor thought it was and it's not that you know 
Yeah, but it could be better. I would say 1989 (laughs) is better. Like life being messy and fun and then coming out of that and, you know. Just embracing it. Yeah. Like even for me, finding that person and that person being like your ideal version, but everything being messy around it and life happening is way cooler than idealizing things in like a fearless or speak now way. Yeah, totally. I agree. I like, I like think if it's not complicated, it's like not as fun, you know? And then it also like makes it seem like worth it. Mm -hmm. Taylor. She's great. She's the best. She's literally the best. I don't know what I would do without her. (laughs) No, I know I give her such a hard time, but I love her. I feel like this album might be my favorite too of all her albums. Like I didn't realize it, but like re-listening to every song just made me think like, wait a minute, these are all really good. Like I love these songs. Yeah, I totally agree. It's like, it's like there's not a single skip on the the record. Mm -hmm. I think, yeah. Which you can't say that about every record. You can't say that about Lover. No. Because me's, on- <laughs> me's on there. But uh, yeah, no, this is totally like a no skip record. And I'm, I think it's so good. Agreed. And it kind of was like New Testament Taylor, Old Testament Taylor. Like th- I did this and Reputation, mm-hmm. I think are right dead in the middle where it's like, we're changing it. You're mm-hmm. either along for the ride or you're getting left behind. Well, I feel like Reputation, as much as I love that album, it's one of my faves. I told you when that Taylor's version get comes out, I'm gonna go feral. Like that's my sure. season. But it is one that really does test you. Like if you weren't in it when she released Look What You Made Me Do, like me, I don't like that song. But if you got off, you got off. If you stayed, you're in it for life. I feel like that that's a real swifty test. Yeah, I am a I am a look what you made me do stan. I want that played at, at every big life event <laughs> in my life. I think reputa- reputation reputation I'm on record saying reputation is is my favorite Taylor Swift album. Folklore and Evermore are totally different to me and then obviously Midnight's is a zero skip album for me as well. It's so hard, right? Mm-hmm. But like I do think reputation is my favorite album and look what you made me do i think is insane i think that whole record is insane you know and when taylor's version of reputation comes out i will not be okay is your prediction so after 1989 the only two we have left are taylor swift and reputation there's been a lot of discussion about like which is more significant to be her her final reclamation like is it more powerful to like reclaim her name last or is it more powerful to like reclaim rep last because obviously people think rep is coming next i would say that would be the most logical yeah but like what if, and then taylor swift and then d- debut but i'm going to say because what is the quote where she says it's only going to be my name and my reputation mm-hmm. maybe she means that literally it could be debut reputation yeah i don't That's know poetic. Excited, like yeah I think the progression of the re-releases has made a lot of sense so far. Like they, like I'm not, I haven't been shocked by the decision in which like they've been released the timeline, but this is like kind of been the one after 1989 comes out, like I'll be totally like whichever way it goes, I'll be shocked. I think. 
Yeah. And then the whole, when she's like releasing reputation the first time and she says, there will be no explanation. There will only be yeah. reputation. That makes me feel like that's like a very like final like sentiment. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I don't know. I don't know, but I, Excited. I, I know debut is going to be crazy regardless though. Because yeah. Taylor Swift is a different person entirely. I'm like, <laughs> what is that going to be like? <laughs> She's not country. You know what I accent. want, though? You know what I would want more than I want? Style featuring Harry Styles. Hmm. I want Tim McGraw featuring <gasps> Tim McGraw. Yes. Mm-hmm. That would be oh. cool. That's all I want. He came to the he came to the Eras tour and that's the night that she sang Tim McGraw. And it was Aww. like, think about like right now if we like started making music and we made a song called Taylor Swift or whatever. <laughs> Cause like she idolized him. She loved him, right? Mm-hmm. And like she he was her Taylor Swift at the time. And so she wrote a whole song about how she's like a super fan of his, basically, being like, that's my favorite song. Yeah. And then him being like a fan of hers now like in her audience that's cool truly insane these are the things that like i'll call my mom about and just like go off and she's like "Mm -hmm." like she's a good listener but i'm just like you don't understand me Uh, what's her favorite era well she's very into midnights she's a runner so there's like a lot of good tempo songs on there She's she's a huge, huge fan of Jack Antonoff, huge fan of Bleachers. So I think anything that like he does, she's obsessed with. And like I know she's got the anti-hero featuring bleachers version, like definitely on repeat. It's a good one. It is. It's so good. <laughs> with a little dig at Joe Alwyn in there, which I love. Insane. In the film bros insane. Love it. I'm upset. <laughs> well. Well, anything oh. else, Brie? I don't know. I mean, I feel like I, it would kind of surprise me if the last album she re-releases, like if it wasn't Taylor, I'd be kind of shocked, but mm. I don't know. Like, I'd be fine with it they- either way, but I just, it seems like, you know, like where like something ends where it begins is kind of, I like that idea, but who's to say? Yeah. In a way, both make sense. Yeah. I don't know. I do. I think it I think for me, I think for me, that's such a Taylor Swift thing. I don't know if you've ever seen that. I'm just like, well, I think for me. Yeah. But I think for me, I totally agree with you. Ending it with debut when debut is like the first thing. And then it kind of being like, that's kind of like the closed chapter, I think would be super cool. But also, who knows? Yeah. I'm along for the ride. I mean, same. We'll be talking about that. I'll be listening. Well, we'll be calling you in, girl. Good. I'm totally here for it. I I am online watching what's going to happen next. I am an Easter egg hunter. I'm bad at it. I'm totally so bad at like picking up these little hints. Like, yeah, I don't know how some like, people do it. They're like, oh, yeah, like, duh, there's like 12 Easter eggs in this one video. Like, hello. And I'm, I'm like, oh, so bad. I really out? thought I would be better and I'm bad. So it's, but it's kind of fun. So I'm like, I never yes. know what's coming. I never know what's going to happen. That's kind of where I want to live, to be honest. Yeah. Like I could yeah. not be one of those people. Well, also like I'm a grown adult, so I can't. <laughs> like, it's, it's, time. Yeah. Like I can't solve all the puzzles, but I want to absorb her art and just vibe with Taylor. Yeah. 
totally I'm but don't ask me to do a puzzle this isn't sudoku i mean i appreciate it but no it's so cool that she does that but i i do have a job you know yeah (laughs) like i do have things to do yes wow thank you so much georgie oh my gosh this was so fun and i literally could talk about this for literally ever so the time flew by well come back for reputation or debut either we'll see which comes next thank you so much for having me i literally had the time of my life this is my dream come true truly i wish i could talk about taylor swift all the time ditto thank you guys so much for listening yeah rate and review us on spotify (laughs) apple anywhere you podcast and we'll see you next week see you next week bye bye Bye. a huda media production